Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Psych Ward Podcast. Now, today's episode is going to be a little bit, not unorthodox, but I'll be telling a personal story, and I try and stay away from those, but today's the anniversary of it. So, let's go ahead and start off. On February the 13th of last year, I went to the PNH Comedy House that night. Around 6 o'clock, you know, I was just chilling drinking an Angry Orchid beer, getting ready to do my set. I did my set. It was pretty good. Took my friends home, said goodnight to them, and went home. I was feeling myself that night. So, obviously, I'm bumping epic rap battles of history, specifically the Theodore Roosevelt versus uh, Winston Churchill one, because that one's an actual banger. Like, I keep my rhymes clean like my frozen drugs. I'm an American schmuck. That, it's over with, bro. Like, that, 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 that song's actually fire. But... I was jamming to it and I dropped my vape. And when I went to big, when I went to bend down and pick up my vape, blue lights came on behind me. And so, yeah, you guessed the theme for today. I'm telling you the story of how I was arrested. And now that the court proceedings have kind of gone through, I can not even, I don't, legally, I feel as if I can speak on it a little more. It's still a situation I'm angry about. It's caused a lot of like unwarranted bullshit and discomfort and anxiety in my life. But. Yeah, that night I got pulled over, and the cop did instantly what I've had several cops in Mississippi do, and that's instantly start asking me about weed. So, I obviously tell the officer I haven't smoked that night, I haven't done anything that night. I didn't mention how I drank earlier that day when I was at the PNH, but that's the first thing I like to tell you. The cops aren't your fucking friends, everybody. Like, when, you, when you're pulled over, bro, keep everything to a minimum disclosure. They're not your friend. Anything you can and can say will and can be used against you, even more so, because these niggas a lie. But as the situation goes on, the cop goes through it. I'm not going to include, like, super minor details because, you know, it might cloud the story. It, had, it was a year ago, so memories are fickle in that type of sense. But that cop does the finger test, doesn't determine anything, decides to call their expert and now like like i said i can't reveal any names but that expert's a real fucking schmuck that bitch ass nigga would let me not call him that that outstanding officer of the law would arrest his own mother but as we continue on into it he got there that's when shit got a little unorthodox he had me do the uh line walk about three times outside in about 32 to 29 degree weather that's another thing you should bring up in court if you're ever going through this. Make sure you remember what the weather was like that night. Make sure you remember any physical impairments you have. Make sure you remember any statements you have about how the cops make you feel, how that might affect your state of mind and your being, because they will use that shit against you. Now, as we continue on, this was admitted from court, but the officer did ask me, he, he, said, he said that I seemed nervous and anxious, and he asked me why, and I said, the situation because the situation in this country and the officer proceeded to ask me some more questions and once again this got admitted the, the, this, he didn't bring this shit up because he know i know what this shit would sound like if it was brought up in a fucking court of law but when he asked me that and i told him the history of this country he said when have you ever had this happen to you i shouldn't have but i did briefly start to explain the situation how i'd been pulled over by the county sheriffs and they literally pulled me over for no reason, said it was because of the cracked windshield I had and my inspection sticker when inspection stickers haven't been a thing in Mississippi since like 2010, 2012. 
but opened my girlfriend's door, questioned me. They had followed me to my house and everything. But that brief explanation led to me and led to him going, all right, I've heard enough. You're under arrest. And I asked the cop, I was like, for what? I'm not, I'm not under the influence of anything. And he said, well, I can smell the drugs and alcohol on you. Again, I was, I just said, what? And that's when he looked at me with this glee in his eye, this special type of something I can say is only reserved for those situations and people with that type of power. And he looked at me and he said, oh, are you resisting arrest? And he said that shit with like the make my day, motherfucker. Like he said it with that type of tone in mind. So I got arrested that night. I got booked, processed, spent the night in jail, spent the next 24, no, 22 hours in jail. Wasn't the longest stint, but quite, quite something. And then when going through it in court, you start to understand that they're not there to help you. They're not there to make sure you get the fairest trial. They're not there to make sure you get fair representation. In fact, they'll basically pawn your shit off until you yourself fuck up and make a slight misstep, and then that misstep's gonna crush you. My misstep was that I never formally asked for a public defender, even though I told them several times I could not afford one and would need to be appointed one. You have to formally ask. You have to actually, actually ask them. You can't, it's not suggestive. There's nothing suggestive about the shit. And that just goes to lead on to my next point about the fucked, the fucked up nature of locking people up for victimless fucking crimes. Like, what sense does that make other than to fuel not only the fucking taxes they get, the quotas the cops are fulfilling, the credentials they get from it, but also just to keep poor people down? Because I've seen people come into court with a fucking DUI and talk to them and they're just like, it's going to be a so-and-so, so-and-so fine, a couple thousand dollars. And the guy just whips out the checkbook and they're just like, how much you paying today? And he was like, all of it. And even the person that they, even the person that's taking care of him is surprised, like, all of it? And he's just like, all of it, I'm taking care of this today. And he just pays for everything that day and walks the fuck out. No disrespect to him. No, no lip from the judge. Nothing. And then I ended up, the way this ended up, guys, is that because I did not formally ask for a public defender, when it came to this trial, I had to represent myself against not only the court, but also the officers in question. And let me tell you, this shit didn't work out. As you imagine, it's not going to work out. But this is the funny thing. I watched them personally tell several people in court that were there before me, that had cases before me, she, they sent them home. They sent them home. They told them, they said, we were rescheduled a court date. I was the only person in that courtroom, me and the white staff. That's it. That, 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 like, I'm not going to try and make this a race thing, even though you can clearly see the racial undertones of it, because I wasn't under the influence of jack shit. But I'll, I'll get to a little more nuance on how exactly officers are supposed to do that in a second. But yeah, I got isolated. I was literally just shut off in that courtroom by myself with no help, nothing. Because it's COVID, you're not even allowed to bring people in with you. So this leads to like obvious scenarios, bro. It's, there's only so much I can do. There's only so much I can ask. But I do remember formally asking the officer, how was I tried? How was I expected to enter a plea of guilty or not guilty when they didn't give me my blood results until seven months after I was arrested? They didn't come back from the crime lab until what, August the 5th? But I was expected to enter a plea of guilty or not. And when I brought that up, the prosecutor, the prosecutor immediately said, what, what was it? 
uh, they they objected to it and then they asked the they asked the judge that it be omitted from the court records redacted so you tell me what the fuck that sounds like like granted it could have been it wasn't phrased in a question but you can you can clearly see where this is going you can clearly see how this went and then as it goes on bro I, I got slapped with the, I got slapped with the charge for like a fucking DUI offense. And that's already an L as a fucking black man, bro. But you got to do what you got to do and you got to fight what you got to fight. But as this shit fucking went on, man, I get, I was given a four month license suspension period. Four months. You can look that shit up in Mississippi right now, bro. The maximum penalty is 30 to 90 days, one month to three months. I was sentenced harsher i watched the judge come back scratch out the, uh, the the fines and shit that i was supposed to pay and add on other shit to it restitution to the horn restitution to the police department restitution for the fucking judge ordered blood draw that they did against me and it that, that that just that all should fit together and show you that it's not only a system meant to fuck people that are undermining and poor it's a system just meant to fuck people that aren't gonna go if i had to win along with it and took the L, they'd have gave me this thing called non-judication, where it's supposed to fall off my record, they'd have dropped the more severe parts of it, and I'd have did the exact same shit I'm doing right now. Literally. But because I stood up for myself, unknowingly, still had to represent myself, and still went through with it, I got a harsher punishment, harsher fines, and everything that could be thrown at me. I This needs to be an example. Let, let, let my struggle be an example for everybody that actually has to go through shit like this. Because why? Why the fuck should you be arrested for a victimless crime? That officer said I swerved when I picked up my vape. That's the only thing I'll admit to. Because I'm bumping epic rap battles of fucking history at 11.45 at night on my way home from one of my best moments. Entertaining a crowd. Being funny. And this is where it gets you. You have to understand, guys, that like, and I was supposed to have a cop on. That cop is my brother. And my brother is one of the few police, I will say, that like goes out of his way to try and be an exemplary example of what a police officer is supposed to be. However, it still needs to be noted that these, they're not your fucking friends, bro. Especially where I live, bro. I live in Mississippi. It's, it, it's literally us versus the fucking good old boys. Literally, the niggas that, that, this state was the hub of fucking slave trading, bro. And now we're still living with these Bible Belt ass fucking restrictions. And they're getting smarter with it. They're, they're starting to learn that, like, people can hide marijuana. People can get away with it. So they're literally hitting you with certain shit. My blood test said that I had, like, 0.8% Delta TAC in my body. That cop screened me for the psychoactive chemical of marijuana that lingers in your body for up to two weeks if you are a prolific smoker. I did not smoke that day. I was not, I never entered a plea of guilty. Let that be known. Let that be fucking known. I was pronounced guilty by the judge who laughed in my face, gave me harsher sentences, and basically gave me no leeway or knowledge as to what I was supposed to do in that situation. When he decided and forced me to waive my right of attorney. And I still don't know if I, I, I don't know how that would have worked, guys. Because I, I refuse what the prosecutor said. And I even asked her, do I legally have to waive my right of attorney right now? Because I was read my Miranda rights. And they literally, like, I listened to them give me this court jargon bullshit 
they literally all basically said, well, you blank, blank, blank. This isn't the same situation as with your Miranda rights. This is a civil situation and blank, 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 blank. And I'm still just standing there like, you can't try me without a fucking attorney. I even, I, it was even formally written down that I refused to waive my right of attorney. And the judge asked me, this is all he asked me was, did you ask for an attorney? And I said, no, I told him several times that I did not intend to hire one and I needed to be hired one because I wanted one of them to represent me for this shit. And you have to be anal about this. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, my main thing is that, bro, I'm like, I'm fucking 6'1", 185 pounds. I was taller than the officers that arrested me by like a fucking foot. I was bigger than everyone in that courtroom when they tried me. So like, what the fuck is it going to look like if I'm up there just being like, no, ma'am, I need blank, 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 just yelling my fucking head off. I'm supposed to be the big ass angry black guy that doesn't understand what the fuck's going on. I do. I do. And I did understand what the fuck was going on. But this is exactly how it goes. Like, I, I'm, I'm not an idiot at all, everybody. I'm not. I, I'm questionable at like math and a few other subjects. I'm questionable at my like emotional intelligence when it comes to dealing with certain situations but i'm not dumb when it comes to words i know what a fuck i know what the fuck a word salad is i know when people are just saying shit to confuse you with the amount of words they're saying and like the structure of their sentence to basically make you incriminate yourself and that's all they did that's all they did the entire time i still in my opinion have never been proven to be under influence that night because there, there's it's ass it's ass it's 100 ass and in situations like this i've had friends tell me like bro why didn't you like start a kickstarter why didn't you do blank 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 bro i've had people that care about me offer me money to help me with this situation and like it's not in me it's not like some help sure bro but it's not it's not in me to do it it's just not because like one, I don't one, I don't think black people do well on Kickstarter in the first place. And then on top of that, like, I got my rights violated. But who knows? It could. I could be being pessimistic about it, but whatever. But as this shit goes on, bro, it's just still so fucking amazing to me. Like, I would... The reason I didn't take help from people, bro, is one... I, there's some situations where people try to offer it and I was butthurt about our situation and didn't do anything. But there's situations where other friends have literally, like offer to like like basically crowdfund this shit to help me get out of it bro but the only thing i can think is that bro we'll burn ourselves out on this shit we'll burn ourselves out i would burn myself out trying to fight this shit when they don't want me to win when they don't even see me as not guilty all they see is another fucking nigga bro that's all they see and it's sad and it's fucked up and it's infuriating and there's nothing you can do about it because this is the system that we live in. It's not just one system. It's systems built on systems that compound and all loop together to just fuck you. Whether you're poor, whether you're black, whether you're a woman, anything other than a rich and powerful white man with a fucking position of power, bro. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No matter what we do, it does not matter. And that's why our only option is to band together and educate, band together and fucking let people know that this isn't normal. No, it's not right. When you get pulled over by the cops, bruh, like even if you've done something wrong, even if you are at fault, bruh, give that, give that man minimal information. He's not your fucking friend. 
don't don't go off on the cop guys don't start cussing them out and calling them names and shit because they can't hit you with verbal verbal assault of an officer like defamation of character shit and they can do that too so watch that don't do that but 100 percent, bro you don't owe them niggas shit you don't have to show them shit unless you are without a doubt for what you did in the right bro no in the wrong like you don't have to show them niggas shit don't get me wrong, when you're black and we do that, bruh, that could potentially escalate the situation because old boy might feel some type of way that some Negro is disrespecting him. Who the fuck knows? But as we go about this, it needs to be noted and it needs to be looked at, at how these fuckers operate. Like, I watched the video and I'm, 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 I could play it, but I don't think that's the right thing. But it's for the ABC 15 Arizona News Channel on YouTube. And it's more sober drivers are being arrested for DUIs in, in Phoenix. And this is on December the 6th, 6th of 2019, so last year. No, year far last. But in the video, there's several people that are describing like they were arrested and they had nothing in their systems like antibiotics and the cops still fucking declared them as it. The same officers, the exact same ones. And here's a funny fact. I remember the officer, the one that booked me and did all the shit to me, even stated in court as a way to, I guess, reaffirm his position, that he was certified with everything, that he had taken a class at the entirety at the start of 2019, or was it, it was recently, it was, yeah, 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 it was basically, he had taken it, that he had taken the class that January to become certified in it, and arrested me two weeks later, and he said, I've made over 20 arrests in the last in and under the last year using these methods and i even asked him that question i even asked i was like so you were two weeks into it and he fumbled on his words and said that the class training was for the entire month of january it was a continuous class but you see where it goes this goes to the point to where even the chief of police in in phoenix even said when questioned on the news they said do you do you understand what being arrested like being arrested and charged with a DUI when sober might do to somebody, that man said, um, I'm not going to use the word sober because just because you clear a clear talks doesn't mean that you're check, you're clear to go. You're, you're not under the influence. Nick, you just said just because they cleared it, just because they, they cleared the toxification test, that there's nothing in it. He said that the only thing that varies is, is the, the, the blood. He's like, because we don't, we don't, we might, we might not test for everything, but my officer's discretion should know. He even went on to say that the officer in question, he had no doubt that the officer was doing his job and doing a good job. And that when the courts dismissed it without lack of evidence, that there was nothing he could do, but he still thought those people were intoxicated. These are victimless crimes. Victimless. Nobody was hurt. No, th th this wasn't the person crashing into somebody, running somebody over. No. This is people making a simple misstep and them fucking them for it. Why? Why is this a part of the American system? I'll tell you why. Because I believe, what is it? Hmm, one second, one second, one second, one second, one second. One second, one second, one second, please. Because I need to make sure I get the amendment right. Because 13th, 14th, I think it's 13th. The 13th amendment basically like compounds and tells you exactly how this shit works. Yeah, 13th Amendment. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as punishment for a crime, whereof the parties shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to its jurisdiction. Listen to that. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as punishment for a crime, whereof the party have been duly convicted. That translates to, you get convicted of a crime in the court of law, you're a slave. That's why they do this shit. 
whether it's the debt slave, whether it's the in, in, in prison working for pennies a day slave, they don't give a flying fuck about us. We are money. We are tax dollars to them. They just want us to spend again and again and again and again more money before we drop dead. Shout outs to Machination 3. Go bump that on SoundCloud at site. <laughs> Anywho, like, it's, it's, it's so infuriating. And this, this, this doesn't, it's not even, it doesn't even start with me, bro. It doesn't start with anything. There's so many reasons they do it. They profile you because of how you look. They profile you because of what you drive, how you act, what you say to them. They will use any excuse of you being not what they need, want you to be at that moment and use it against you. It's, it's astounding. It's absolutely astounding that in 2020, in 2019, in the, in the fucking 21st century, that we have to go through this. That we have to sit back and just let that shit happen. And real deal, have to break ourselves to fight it. But rant, rant, rant there. There's the rant about it. There's the story about it. I probably missed some details because legally I can't say any of the officer's name. I definitely can't say the judge's name. I, I don't even think I can get away with saying like, the fucking well, I probably can. It's Horn Lake, Horn Lake Police, finest Mississippi's finest, right there. The good old fucking boys. Anywho, it is so just ah, it's so imaginative that you 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 have to sit here and just think about it. You you have to ponder in your head and just dig through your imagination, thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. How is this allowed? What what what? How is there nothing to stop this? It's because it's not meant for you. They get you, you're paying court fines, you're paying restitution fees, you're paying whatever drug test fees, you're paying for probation, you're paying the probation people all that money, you're paying for drug tests, you're paying for classes, you're putting money in several other pockets, several other systems, that's why they do it to you, that's why they do it, to keep this fucked up system of depravity and bullshit going, but end of the day people, there's not much we can do, there wasn't much I could do. I could have gotten a lawyer. Like I said, I try my best to try and get them to represent me. They filibustered my ass in court and basically just kept sending me away until my final trial. And even then, I still told them and refused to sign that shit. But it happened. You got to be smarter when these situations come up. You got to be more prompt about it. It's not it's not a friend situation, bro. You're not you're not innocent until proven guilty. You're guilty until proven innocent. That's real. That's real deal. How it has to work. Like. So. Yeah, make no mistake that when you see me and I'm like screaming typical activist shit, I'm saying, oh, they can't do this. We need to fight against this. It's wrong to do this. I fucking mean it. I fucking mean it, bro. Like, fuck, fuck the system that we live in. And I don't mean it in the sense of like, oh, I'm just a member of society that doesn't want to contribute the same way society is contributing. This shit's easy as fuck. It's easy as fuck. To go follow a scripted path for four years and then get out of school and go to another fucking scripted path for four years and then go to another scripted path for four years. Anyone with the most remote fucking inkling of intelligence in their brain can follow instructions. They can follow instructions. They can do as they're told. Do as the people before them have done. It's easy. It's what humans do. It's our nature. But there's no fucking reason we need to keep that shit going. There's no fucking reason, bruh, victimless crimes should be accounting for over 40 fucking percent of the incarceration rate. So when you look at the 30% of black people that are in prison 
of our 12% population, it's probably it's probably like a damn near more than that by now. Because it grows and it differs and it drops. But when you look at that and think about how crack has been prevalent in the community, how these drug-ridden problems are in the community, and they still get hit with this shit. Still get hit with it. What what is what are what are they supposed to do? What are some people supposed to do in that situation? You can blame them. You can say it's their fault that they didn't fucking adhere to the path, adhere to this, stay strict, stay disciplined. That only goes so fucking far. So in the end, guys, I guess watch your ass with cops. They're not your fucking friend. Even if they're your family member, bruh. You need to hold them accountable, too, for the shit that other cops do. They Cops don't hold each other accountable, and that's the first part. That's the first reason we're in the shit that we are in. But as it goes on, as it comes down to it, I'll sum up the episode. I was arrested against my rights on this day last year, approximately about 12 hours from now, before it struck Valentine's Day officially. That situation has added... A lot of anger into my life, a lot of uncertainty, compounding with other issues because I went through like some heartbreak around that time as well. It did a lot. It did a lot to me, man. And it still does every day. Like there are nights where I see that officer's fucking face in my dreams because that same little snicker he gave me, that same mocking tongue of are you resisting arrest? All that shit, bro. I remember it and it's hard. There's not a lot I can do about it now other than hold the L. I'm just now getting to the point where I even thought to fucking record this and let people know what they could do in this situation, everything that they could do. Remember remember the temperature outside. Remember your bodily impairments. Remember your vision impairments. Remember what the cop may have said to you, how they made you feel. All of that can come up in a court of law. Question their credentials. Question everything, bro. Because it's all up to you persuading that fucking prosecutor. Because a lot of the times, prosecutors are after you. They're not even with you. That's the whole point of having a fucking lawyer. Get a lawyer. Get a lawyer, bro. I've watched niggas go to jail for getting caught with ounces of pot and a gun. And that charge got dropped. Because it's all about money. The lawyers know the judges and so on and so forth. It's a racketeering business. But, yeah. New episode of the Psych Ward. I am gonna probably do another episode today, guys, and that'll be, it's not, it'll formally kind of be a vlog, I guess, I'm, I, I think I will do the video version of it as well, and probably cut up the videos, but yeah, I'll do the video version of it as well, and I think the podcast will be a better way for me especially to describe what I've done on the February Challenge for Music, so yeah, anyone that doesn't know, <laughs> big transition here, but anyone that doesn't know, yeah, I uh I accepted a challenge from shout out Ace God, aka my boy Deshaun. He challenged me to every day of February drop a song of a specific type and theme. Um, think today's topic was love. These topics that are like more sensual, emotional, and soft. I'm not gonna lie. I have to like be more creative with them and figure out what to do. I don't have a lot of experiences around that in life, so. I can either go back to being my high school self and just being like, fuck love. Nobody needs love. Or I can go to my current self and just be sad about the love that I've had and the love that didn't get returned and all that shit. But there's only there's only so many routes I can take. But, hey, I'm creative, so we'll figure that part out. Yeah, guys. That is the story. That is the story of how I had my rights violated 
by police officers, how they used information that was not even information I gave them stacked against me in court, how the court was never stacked in my favor at all. There's probably some details I've missed because I've been passionately ranting, but we have to, we gotta do better. We shouldn't have to say we have to do better in the face of being like affected and hurt by people, but yeah, it's, it's like that, man. So in the end, guys, just do your best. Do what you can, bind your time, and we'll all get out of the bonds that we are in. Even mine, I'm only on a little temporary stint. Four months, no license, six months probation. It's pretty ass. I've had to change a lot, obviously, about my alleged uses of things. It works. It doesn't work. I'm trying not to, like, smoke cigarettes, trying not to drink, trying to just, you know, find my best me in life and get on my Uncle Iroh shit and be buff after this. Because quarantine's still happening. The thing that is already bodying many people throughout America and our mentalities is still affecting us all, everybody. Yeah, just protect yourselves. Protect yourselves. Make sure this doesn't happen to you or your loved ones. And just keep you pushing. And that's all I'm going to have for you guys for today's episode of the Psych War Podcast. I love you guys so much. And thank you for tuning in to every single episode. You really make this worth it. Even now, I've gotten to the point to where I, I I couldn't even, like, bring myself to, like, disclose this over a microphone or even auditorily. I've told people I've hinted at it. I've said I'd do the story in another episode, and now I'm doing it because learn from my experience. That's all I'm going to get you with, guys. Peace out.